today. Everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. The favourite Cusco lad sprints to the lead, 600 to go. Leads by two to Tycoon Zip. Chocolatier getting to the outside to run on. Also Burden and Nick the Skip starting to make closer ground. On the point of the corner, 300 to go. Cusco Lad in front. Nick the Skip quickly up on the outside. Then Tycoon Zip and Saffin running on. Tusco Lad in front. Sophie Wilcock take Nick the Skip up on the outside. Nick the Skip sprints to the lead. Burden running on. Nick the Skip. Cusco Lad coming up. But it's Nick the Skip's cup. Nick the Skip's won by a length to Burden. Great win. Followed by Cusco Lad. Jockbird flashed home for fourth. Then Tycoon Zip Chocolatier. Burden. In front of the big crowd there at Bassett Park last Saturday, the Roma Cup going to the top weight. Nick the Skip, written by Sophie Wilcock for Charleville trainer Shane Iverson and Willie Toner and the family on track to celebrate the big win there on Saturday. As we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news. News out of that Roma Cup program, and that Roma Cup was the last leg of the uh, 2022 Country Cups Challenge Qualifier Series. They also had the uh, last of the two Stampede Qualifiers on the weekend at Roma and Atherton. We'll talk about those this morning. And the first round of nominations for both the Country Cups Challenge and Country Stampede Finals were taken yesterday. Not just all about the Stampede and the Cup, however, we're also going to be talking about what happened at Clermont, Gympie and Pentland on the weekend. Helping us out with all of that news, as always, is Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Good morning, uh, listeners. And uh, great to hear that call of Nick the Skip Shane Iverson and Sophie Wilcock getting the Roma Cup, but you were there on the day, Tony, as your as your final tour of the country destinations for the year. So I'm sure you have a first-rate report coming in. But there was a big story, I do believe, on Racing Queensland about the ownership of Nick the Skip, and and it was a, an emotional win, I'd imagine. And and I know after talking to Shane Iverson at Blackall uh, races. He'd had the inclination to head to the Roma Cup because this horse absolutely loves the uh, the sand surface there with five from seven. And he took the punt getting him out to the mile for the first time and a dominant win in the end. Yeah, it was a great win. And yes, quite emotional. Uh, as Jordan Gerrans uh, wrote a story going back earlier in the month about uh, Nick the Skip being uh, quite uplifting for his owner, Willie Toner, who's uh, unfortunately suffering from Parkinson's disease. Uh, and Willie was there and actually bought the horse in the Calcutta on Friday night. Uh, there was some spirit of bidding for uh, some of the, the fancies here in the race, but I think Willie was able to steal it and uh, go away with all of the scoop of the pool. Uh, but for he and his family, uh, a very emotional win there and wonderful to see the uh, the, the crowd cheering Nick to skip home, uh, defeating Burden and uh, Cusco Lad. The mail for the Mark Curry runner, Cusco uh, Lad, was just uh, enormous. Uh, everybody was jumping out of trees to back it on the day, but the plunge didn't quite come off. No, that form coming out of the country areas and this form out of the central west here. Nick the Skip, of course, was a place getter behind Halcyon House in the Stampede Heat at Bar Calden. And Burden has really turned his form around in the last few runs. Of course, he was a Longreach Cup winner um, last year and uh, really he's come back for Clinton Austin. So that form really stacking up well with the length separating them. Um, and this, course, this horse, Nick the Skip, he's really peaking at the right time, Tony, and Shane Iverson doing a great job with him. When you consider he's won from 1,000 now to 1,640. It was his first attempt at that mile journey, and he's had three wins and two placings his last five, 13 from 49. And uh, look at the breeding. And what a feature double for this stallion. I know he's not a Queensland-based stallion, but I'm invincible. 
had the feature double, of course, uh, when he also took out the winner of the Country Stampede qualifier in coat of arms. Plenty of speed on, 600 metres to go. Coat of arms in front. Dynamic verse up on the outside. VJ Day looking for a split minted. All the Webster runners are there. And right down the extreme outside is Menindi. In the straight, coat of arms still in front. The tenor after coat of arms. They'll come away and fight it out. It's coat of arms in front. Coat of arms is off to Brisbane to beat the tenor. Dynamic verse for third. Trotley flashing home for fourth with Menindi. Yes, and race record time or track record time, if you don't mind too, Rob. Uh, coat of arms for Nozzie Tomazawa and Pat Webster taking out the Explorers in Andrew Arthur Memorial Country Stampede Qualifier. The record for the 1,000 metres there at Bassett Park was only broken back on the 9th of October. That was the day that the uh, Roman Turf Club hosted the Cunnamulla meeting and Menindi posted a time of 57.64. Uh, the record had stood for a good couple of years. I think Tasani Tomso had had a couple of cracks at it uh, over the years and, and even going back, I think it was uh, looking up the records, it was like back in Roma Cup Day 2018 or something like that when Menindi set the 1,000-metre record. That was broken by Menindi just last month. And then on Saturday, Coat of Arms came out and set uh, 56.42 as a new track record. And look, the formula, I just noted an interesting thing here. Menindi, of course, ran a really nice race into fourth place for Wayne Baker, but he was six lengths, which is, in the old terms, people talk about that being one second. So he was probably back pretty close to his previous track record and coat of arms. Uh, Pat Webster, of course, producing this winner, uh, having one over the 900 to 1,200 in the career and uh, two from three at the track. So there is a bit of a, a likeness for horses for courses here. Uh, but look, uh, uh, it would have been a, a, a bittersweet win in a regard for the Webster Stable, of course, uh, losing their, their bush champion in VJ Day. Tony, we know this horse has an exceptional record since being with Pat Webster and, of course, taking out the Battle of the Bush and the Country Stampede. And uh, very sad to hear that. Now, our thoughts are with the Webster Stable uh, after the loss of VJ Day uh, following that race. Uh, really sad to see. Uh, but he has that record that can't be taken away now as a um, Battle of the Bush and Stampede uh, winner, uh, VJ Day. Yeah, very much so. It was uh, certainly a, a wonderful win by Coat of Arms and for the Webster Stable, Dynamic Verse running third, Trump me into fifth and, and minted into seventh. Uh, poor old VJ ended up in eighth placing, managed to get around uh, over back towards where they started, back over the 1,000 metre start, and we didn't really know exactly what was going on. I don't want to speculate exactly what the injury was or exactly how it all unfolded. The official stewards report isn't available as yet through Racing Queensland, so we'll leave that for another discussion another day. But that was perhaps the only downside to the whole day, Rob. Uh, wonderful wins on both of those. Great to see Nozzy Tomazawa with a double as well. He, he won the, uh, the Class 6 plate earlier in the day on the Tony and Madison Sears-trained Snowfire, the only runner that uh, Maddie had there for the day. And she was able to enjoy a bit of a social afternoon out as well. Peter Flynn, uh, legendary Roma race caller, was telling me that that... Uh, uh, it was good to see Nozzy back at the track that he hadn't been riding at Roma for something like 20 years. He actually won the 1999 Roma Cup on Liston for Terry Sears. And it was great to see Nozzy back and he ended up with the uh, the Ride of the Day award. And that was actually the third Roma Cup for Shane Iverson, who's had a great association with Roma uh, down through the years as well. So all in all, a pretty good day with a double there to Nozzy, the Stampede qualifier going to Coat of Arms and the Cup to Nick the Skip. Yeah, Coat of Arms really needed that win too, although he'd been a place-getter in the uh, Gainder and Chinchilla heats into second place, but that cemented his place now. But I'm sure you also would have followed the money in one of those winners on the day, Tony, in Dream Seeker. 
Corey and Kylie Gearin, and of course uh, young Kobe O'Brien with those racing colours and leading that group of owners there. I reckon all that cheering that went on the home straight might have been <laughs> uh, the owner gr ownership group and uh, and your little bet on uh, Dream Seeker going past the winning post. Only winner I backed all day. And yes, it was <laughs> at the urging of uh, Kay O'Brien, who uh, said this just wins tomorrow. There was a few others that I was told just win who just didn't. Uh, so that's another story for another day as well. But no, it was uh, great to see the uh, the victory there. And and Kobe's group has always just loved their racing and enjoyed that. Dream Seeker taking out the 0-55, to 55, defeating as good as Ready and Zuma. Other winners on the day. Uh, the last race was uh, certainly a good win. Uh, Country Boys was the only local winner for Roma trainer Craig Smith and Shane McGovern in the stable taking out the uh, the cutest maiden played the 1,000-metre last event there, beating Feeble Spirit and Seductive Spur. Visiting trainers, uh, you know, pretty much had the uh, the run of things through the the uh, middle part of the day. Wayne Baker stays on tour with Amy Graham aboard, won the Class 1 over 1,000, beating Iqbo and no So Noble to get the day underway. Then it was Snowfire for Nozzy and uh, Tony and Madison Sears, then Dream Seeker for the Gearins. Uh, then we went to... Uh, Waitakere for uh, Landon Sykes and John Thomas beating Ali Raj and the Carpenter in the benchmark 60, which I guess was almost like a bit of a cup consolation. The couple that didn't make it into the cup field lined up in that race. Uh, and then into the uh, the Royal on 99 Roma Cup and the Explorers in uh, Stampede qualifier. Turned out to be a, a fabulous afternoon uh, with uh, great, great to see such a big crowd of young folk there, Rob. Yeah, it's got the reputation. Look, let's uh, congratulate Roma Turf Club again. They have really been the forerunner of the country TAB meetings um, for the rest of country Queensland. And, of course, they've really set the standard in building these meetings. I know at one point you may have mentioned on Bushbeat before that it probably got too big in some ways. And I think now, Tony, um, all the way down the straight, those infield marquees uh, weren't evident. Is that part of their planning to sort of cap the uh, size of the crowd to make it comfortable for everyone? I think so, yeah. The infield marquees, uh, there, there was a number of, I suppose, every track that has the infield uh, that doesn't have something like a bridge over the top like Flemington or a tunnel like uh, some of the others. Uh, yeah, when you've got the traffic then going backwards and forwards is always a little bit tricky. Uh, but, yeah, that was still a, a very, very good crowd. They had uh, a number of marquees in a couple of uh, new areas. Fashions on the field was just absolutely enormous, very well patronised, and some wonderful prizes won there. And, uh, yes, uh, once again, a, a great fill-up for the town as well. There was a number of events on in town on the Friday night. So we had Barry Baldwin and Rupert McCall at Explorers at the Calcutta, but they also had a, a couple of other big events happening on the Friday night. And, I think just about every motel room in town was booked out for the weekend and it's big weekends like that that uh, these country towns need. And I think two names of two winners sum up the weekend in a country racing uh, festival, if you like, and it came in the first when you had stays on tour because we all know that what goes on tour stays on tour and country boys taking out the last. So I'm sure there's a bit of a connection there that would have went on with stories to be told out of the Roma Cup, another successful one for 2022, Tony. Now, that wasn't the only country stampede qualifier that we had, Rob. We also had the uh, the final stampede qualifier on Saturday at Atherton. Past the 600-metre mark, Nadu Shah held together, led by about a half a length. The runs are quickly coming. Sylvester's three wide around them, but zoomed up on the outside to go toward the lead now as they straighten up. Cochrane trying to go with it, fast train. Then Love on Sunday trying to wind up. It'll be off the on the inside. And then Lord of Light. Sylvester got to the lead. It's Sylvester in front. Cochrane bullocking through. Back on the inside, Nadu Shah's not done with. It's just in front here. Sylvester getting back on the inside. 
inside. Sylvester's come back on the outside. Narashah. Narashah got up on the inside and beat Sylvester. Narashah got through, beat Sylvester tight for third. Cochrane or out wide was Love on Sunday and just in behind them then came Lord of Light Only and a compact Fast field, Rob, but the no. Don Hall Air Conditioning and Electrical Country Stampede Qualifier at Atherton. The call there with Bluey Forsyth, an action-packed finish. Isabella Tay with a double on the day. Trebles for Lacey Morrison and Charlie Hoffman. Isabella and Charlie combining there with Nada Shah as the last Stampede Qualifier. Yeah, this helmet seven-year-old Golding has a real uh, love affair for this track too. He's five from eight with two minor placings for Charlie Hoffman and she's done a wonderful job. I can remember backing this horse at its first start at the Sunshine Coast, I think as a three-year-old at really good each-way odds and followed its career since. And uh, look, I've been impressed with the way it goes about its business and you always know at Atherton with the track, as Peter Rowe has uh, often explained, uh, has a real downhill for the last 100 and 150 metres and this horse just loves it and just really fought back to defeat Sylvester with Cochrane into third place. And uh, look, we'll talk more about the country stampede qualify, uh, the uh, final and the, the country cups shortly, but it's interesting that both Nada Shah and, and Sylvester did not nominate, whereas Cochrane has. So uh, that third place getter is going to be one that comes out of the far north, Cochrane, who was also a place getter in a previous qualifier in the uh, Leichhardt region at Home Hill. So it's interesting that how that all works out, but we'll come to that. But this helmet, he's 10 from 52, uh, Nada Shah, and uh, he's got a love affair for this particular track, and I think that's where he performs his uh, best. But one jockey knows this track like the back of her hand, and that's Lacey Morrison. We know what a talented jockey she is. And I speak from personal experience because I think she had to be talented to get our Davies Day over the line. And I'm really pleased our ownership group, Tony, stuck with Davies Day with uh, John Manzeman's training there. And uh, John had always said uh, this horse has got a maiden win in him for sure, picks up some cutest money. And as the late Bart Cummings always said, keep yourself in the best company and your horse in the worst. And you'll always be in a position to win. And Davies Day... Lacey just summed it up beautifully, sitting in third in the cutest maiden for the Doomsday Gelding and was able to uh, attack on the uh, turn, the point of the turn, knowing that downhill run was there for the leader, uh, locally trained horse, Miss Bossy, that she could get away on us. Uh, but Davies Day stuck to his guns and was able to get that first win and patience is a virtue because it was win uh, number one from start, number 15. That's our little plug for Davies Day, defeated <laughs> Iabra and Miss Bossy, but that was one of three. And that was a pickup ride because Frankie Edwards was booked for that ride uh, to ride a kilo overweight at 58 but couldn't make the, uh, the weight. And I'm pretty sure I saw on the, uh, on the vision as they went past the post, Johnny Manzeman tapping Frankie Edwards on the shoulder as if to say, I told you so. Mm. Um, but good on you, John and Lacey. It was great to see that win, particularly for the uh, ownership group we have and the new number of owners that are in it, including sons and daughters of um, families that are in it as well. But look at Lacey Morrison's form, will you, with a win on Musical Girl with um, Matey Taylor. I haven't seen this trainer's name uh, too often, but she got a win with Musical Girl, the sidestep. There's a stallion getting winners uh, over Solomon and Strategist in the benchmark 55. Uh, then she went to Davies Day with the win there and then Bonnethon for Charlie Hoffman. So it was... Um, it was a uh, double also, no, a, tre a treble for Charlie Hoffman as well. Uh, Bonnie Thon was the second of it, and she's two from three at the track as well. Her other winner for Charlie was Allied Command. This was the second win for Isabella Tay after she had booted home Nada Shah 
and uh, the five-year-old gelding by Richard Ufford. Won at Townsville uh, last run. That's two from two since joining the stable. So Charlie Hoffman got that galloper going well, defeated Rakatoon and Snapchat. But uh, Lacey Morrison just excels in the saddle. She's had such a long and illustrious career. And, of course, Tony, she was a steward. I think she did training for a little bit too, didn't yeah. she? Yeah, I think yep. she's had a go at just about all facets of the industry now. And like you say, isn't she just riding up a storm? Then came out on Sunday, a day later, and won the Townsville Amateur Sprints on Yes Dream for Michael Lee uh, at the uh, the Amateurs Program Sunday there at Cluden. The Amateurs Cup went to Siren Rock for Nathan Day and Georgie Holt. And Nathan with a, a very good day out at the office with a treble and doubles as well for Billy Kenning and, and Stephen Bush on the day. But, yeah, going back to Lacey, uh, treble there at Atherton, backs it up with a, a feature race win on the Sunday at Townsville. Yeah, just keep following her. And those two winners that you mentioned out of Townsville, Yes Dream and Siren Rock, they are very... I heard Michael Charge talking on Sunday uh, in the preview and they are very, very uh, promising gallopers and Yes Dream back from the spell and Siren Rock absolutely dominating that particular race. But, uh, Tony, let's have a look at this Stampede nominations that came in and the Country Cups. I'm just interested in a couple of things um, here with this because it's always a case you don't get every particular heat winner in. There might be the reasons of they're not qualified because they've had a Metropolitan win or they haven't had the non five non-TAB runs. Also, in the case of the North West, it's always going to be a problem in terms of the distance. But I just find, is there a question mark? I know we're very grateful for the prize money that we have for the Stampede and the Country Cups, but it's the Stampede uh, with the one with the lower prize money. I noticed that... Uh, none of the nominations through the northwest of northwest horses, apart from Splasher, uh, John Mansman trained out of Mackay being a nomination, but all other place getters, uh, no nominations there. And the far north, um, again, um, there's a case of no nominations for the far north uh, from the heat at Innisfail. And, of course, the only one coming out of uh, Atherton was Cochrane running third. So you get that situation where it's not just winners that go in. Uh, and there were 10 winners that have nominated. But it's really intriguing. The far north and the northwest, how do we ensure this becomes that statewide final? Mm. Um, because it is a difficulty. We know the cost of travel. And we had Jay Morris on from Mount Isa explaining all that. But yet you, you will see in the uh, country cups that there are nominations from the areas. Um, where the prize money is is uh, much higher. So it's something that's got to be worked on, I'm sure, because it'd be great to get that full representation of the total state. I was doing a bit of a breakdown yesterday afternoon, Rob, once the uh, the round of nominations came through, and I'll read those out in just a moment. But say, for example, in the Stampede, 35 separate horses actually qualified. We had nine winners, five runner-ups, and, uh, and three that had placed third to make up those 35. Well, then we ended up with 23 nominations. Not all of them were in those 35 original qualifications. As you say, uh, a horse like the Cruiser didn't meet the, uh, the Metro wins clause. And then horses like Outreach Bell, Silent Explorer and Aunt Jaquilla. Sylvester was another one that didn't uh, meet the uh, number of country starts uh, qualification. But still, when you break down the 23 nominations that are there, there are still nine winners of those heats that we had all the way back from Springshire on the 17th of September through to Atherton and Roma on Saturday. And I guess then it gave the opportunity for a few others to, uh, to go in. Uh, Massini ran third in the qualifier at Stanthorpe uh, back in October. Well, the first, second, third, you were always sort of looking down the barrel of being able to, to make the field. But Awanichi ran fifth in the Morumbah qualifier and Shiguru Mahogany ran fourth in the Springshire qualifier. Tycoon Zip ran fourth in the Bar Calden qualifier. There's always that little hope that uh, you might just be able to uh, sneak into the field and that's the beauty, I suppose, of having not automatic 
nominations just because you won, you ran second or you ran third, that you're instantly in the field. It's still a case of, you know, live, live the dream and hopefully you might be able to, uh, even if you did run fourth or fifth, you might still find a space there to be able to get in the field. Yeah, and then you throw in the fact there's dual nominations too. We've got two that I've picked out and I might have missed one, but Tycoon Zip is nominated for both the Country Cups and the Stampede. And, of course, Mr Vista makes it interesting too in that he's nominated uh, for both of them. So does it go down the path of a dual acceptance as well or do they make a choice? That'll make it interesting on the final fields because, Tony, I wasn't able to finalise, but I, I thought it was 15 for the Cup and 16 for the Stampede were the final numbers. Might be, yes. I had to go back and have a look at that. I forgot to last night just to double-check and see exactly what the uh, the final field limits were on each of those. I'll try and do that as we're talking here this morning uh, for those finals coming up on George Moore Stakes Day at Durban on the 3rd of December. Uh, looking at the Country Cups Challenge qualifiers, uh, we had 31 different horses that actually did qualify running first, second or third out of those. Again, there's a number that didn't meet the, the various uh, qualification clauses. For example, Bayrish and Dreamtimer uh, didn't meet the Metro Wins clause. And then you had horses like uh, Brilliant Mind, Wise Dragon and Salsa Dreaming, who ran the top three at Ewan uh, in the Ewan Cup and didn't have sufficient country start. So we had to go searching further afield. But we still ended up with 20 nominations. And uh, out of those, uh, there's only three that didn't run uh, either first or second uh, through the qualifiers. So I think the, the formula, what I'm trying to say there, Rob, is I think the formula is almost right. We've yeah. got the, uh, the, uh, the majority of the winners or the runner-ups are the ones that have then nominated to go into the final. And I guess that's what you're hoping for. You're trying to get the best out of the qualifiers to then go on and contest the final. Yeah, and it's only in the case, as I mentioned at the beginning, Northwest with uh, their... Mount Isa, Heat, Dukes County, Mopar, Louis the Legend, um, none of them nominating. And it is a real distance factor and a problem, whereas yeah. their other Heat, the Cloncurry Cup, no innuendo, is nominated. Uh, but it's a long-reach horse and much closer. Uh, but when you come to the Country Cups in the far north, you get Lord of the Light that has nominated and um, has, has been a Heat winner. Uh, and Fast Train also uh, was a heat winner. So it's great to see that, that in that far north, which is a similar area in terms of distance, a uh, similar problem, that uh, they've made the nomination happen there. And we really look forward to um, the acceptances on Wednesday. And before I do forget talking of the Northwest, Tony, I must put out a shout to legendary steward up there, Ray Smith. Now, Ray, everyone knows him up there. He goes to all the tracks. And look, he goes to the picnic tracks, Carina, Tower Hill, etc., He's really the heart of uh, the stewarding of uh, country racing up there and talking of hearts, Ray. Uh, unfortunately, had to go through uh, something I know about personally this year and that's heart surgery. And uh, Ray, I believe you're home now. You're resting well. Everything's gone well. Uh, we wish you all the best from the Bushbeat community. And uh, I know Watsy in uh, Longreach was keeping me up to date there with your progress there. And uh, great to hear that um, you've come through it all well and you'll be back on those country tracks and... Uh, and uh, in the northwest and uh, the picnic areas also of uh, the central west area of Queensland. So uh, continue to keep well, Ray, and uh, we'll see you back at the track. Just going back to the uh, the field limit, it doesn't help because uh, in the latest <laughs> issue, the November issue of Race Magazine, starting limit to be confirmed. Uh, so, And it doesn't appear on any of the websites. We'll have to follow up on that through the week. So these are the ones that have nominated, and as we stress, the acceptance of, uh, for these two races 
close at 10 o'clock Queensland time this Wednesday, November 23rd. That's tomorrow, in other words. Uh, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. acceptances for the Country Cups Challenge final and the Country Stampede final each close off. 20 nominated for the other uh, cup final. Rob Bellicose, Bol Kingston, Burden, Santor, Coach, Echo Point, Fast Train, Cappuccino, Kiki Coco, Let's Talk a Deal, Lord of Light, Love on Sunday, Mr Vista, Nick the Skip, No Innuendo, Package, Palate, I still want to call it Palate, The Carpenter, Tycoon Zip and Vanasta, and 23 nominated for the Country Stampede final. Awanichi, Attackabeel, uh, Bungaribi Lad, Coat of Arms, Cochrane, Dare to Share, Dynamic Verse, Early Plea, Halcyon House, Hard Stride, Benindi, Mashani Rebel, Maury's Press, Mossini, Mr Vista, My Best Effort, Shiguru Mahogany, Splasher, Tempo, The Tenor, Trump Me, Tycoon Zip and Wall Street Tycoon. Some great, some great nominations there and wonderful to see that we'll have capacity fields for each race. Yeah, and next Tuesday, of course, we'll have uh, Scotty Power uh, back on the show and uh, he'll be going through... His uh, tips in relation to it before the uh, the calling of the races on the uh, on the Saturday, and we uh, we really look forward to uh, that. Um, but the important thing is for punters who are doing their form and want to check out these two races, don't get there on the Saturday. So how do you work out the form of these races, these country races? Well, all you got to do is go on to the Racing Queensland website, go into racing, go to. Uh, the, uh, the videos in there and you'll find non-TAB racing. Some of them may have been on a TAB program, so you look a bit closer there, but you'll find all of these uh, heats up there uh, to do a study of the form. You've then just got to try and assess how they're coming from different areas and whether they love tracks like sand at Roma or uh, the grass tracks out at Bar Calden, what the history is behind the races in terms of the previous winners. And I'm sure you'll find a way to pick the winner out this year because it's going to be an exciting time again. And when they hit that top of the straight, Tony, we all know the country crowd really go up with a roar. And there'll be plenty in town on the... As, as we had the Roma winner, Country Boys, well, there'll be a, con a lot of country boys and ladies <laughs> coming to town and having a great time. Uh, as well as hopefully getting a winner in uh, the Stampede or the Cup. For the connections, don't forget, acceptances closing tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock Wednesday, 23rd of November 2022, and uh, the usual kind of uh, jockey acceptances and uh, jockey nominations and um, uh, final scratching times. Yeah, that's the word <laughs> I was looking for. Thank you. Jockey declarations are Wednesday week, 30th of November, and then final scratching, 7.30 on race morning. But... The reason that they bring the acceptance of nominations and acceptances forward by that week is so that people can then make all of those plans to be able to travel uh, and you don't end up with a little bit of information. I'm going to tell tales out of school here that we had, uh, I think, a little bit of uh, someone's chain being pulled on uh, Friday night that uh, there was word that a particular horse that was coming all the way from up Longreach Way wasn't going to make it to the Cup, so one of the emergencies uh, in the Roma Cup might have got a start. And we thought we'd do the right thing and we'll advise everyone of that when we're auctioning it off. And somebody else checked in and found out, no, the horse was already at Augathella. Uh, it had already <laughs> made it halfway. But in the meantime, uh, there was a couple of uh, young owners there, no names, no pack drill, who uh, were very excited thinking they were going to get their emergency into the cup. So we're not going not to uh, do that sort of thing as we head towards the, uh, the Stampede and Cup final at Durban coming up on the 3rd of December. <laughs> And continuing to talk about those horses that end up nominating, uh, what about the uh, the Clermont situation where one of them, an 11-year-old, of course, ridden by the Queen of Clermont, Emma Bell, and trained by Raymond Williams, who's uh, regularly been down there for the finals, Shiguru Mahogany, an 11-year-old by Northern Meteor, 
got up in the last bound over a gallant Zoukas who's been finalist before in Brisbane and test of war in a third place. This is just uh, a test of the times how Shiguri Mahogany just continues to love racing and it was such an important win for Amabel with the Charlie Floor uh, Memorial Open Handicap over the 1,000 metres, of course, and uh, I think I read in the, the articles that uh, Billy Bell, Emma's dad, had uh, had ridden for Charlie, and uh, it was a real emotional win, as you often find on these country tracks, Tony. Very much so, those sort of ones. It's, it's quite incredible, some of the connections that different families have, and, and we found that even at Roma on the weekend, different people talking to, to Barry Baldwin and saying to him, yeah, I remember you training out here and you trained uh, such and such for... Uh, I'm here for, for my uncle back in the day and yeah, just bring back some of those old time memories like that was wonderful. Yeah, country owners, I reckon we got a pretty good um, memory of our horses having a, a win because as we've often said on this show, it doesn't matter if it's Flemington or if it's Batuta, the win is a win and you enjoy it immensely and uh, Emma certainly did because she had a race to race double there at Claremont on the weekend when uh, Rod Little with Boston Bell, now as a newcomer to the stable there, there's one Gina, four year old Two wins now from 10 and it's won two of its three from the stable and uh, I can let you know that there was one other run that it was meant to have at Mudderborough where it, uh, when Emma was legged up to go out in the track it bolted and uh, didn't start that day and uh, everyone was waiting for it at Bar Calden where it got up and won. Then it went to Emerald for an unplaced run. Bob's up now over the 1,000 in the Class B at Claremont and dominant winner all the way win for Emma Bell and Rod Little with Boston Bell and new ownership groups in that of course. Great to see new owners uh, with Boston Bell and prized artist for Boy Forster into second and uh, I excels into third place. So the Queen of Pioneer Park had that race to race double, but uh, other winners on the day, she just said it. Now these first couple of races, or there's a second race, I'll get to that one. She just said it, Dale White and Chris MacGyver defeated all sorter and sorted and benter. But this second race that Glenda Bell got the winner with Brooke Johnson, if you say so, I got to see this one and there was only 1.8 lengths uh, covering the first five uh, in this particular race and if you say so uh, got the, the nod in over target the stars for Ian Shaw and Tash Chambers and Wiki for David Rewald and Robbie Farr this another one Gina so there were two Wonginas on the day uh, Boston Bell and if you say so getting the wins and if you say so came off a Twin Hills win three starts back and Timmy Brummel and Boy Forster will have a great association and um, this horse New York World He's only had the three runs for the stable, the Statue of Liberty, uh, two seconds and a third. Eliza Callaghan, of course, boy's granddaughter, is the owner, and she would have been there strapping on the day, I'm quite sure, and uh, done a great job, boy, with this horse. New York well, got up over Morricone and Farmer's Friend. But all honours to uh, the Queen of Pioneer Park, Emma Bell, getting the double out at uh, Clermont on the day. We're going to have a look at uh, what happened at Pentland on Saturday shortly, but first, before we do that, Rob, let's tidy up what happened at Gympie on the weekend. Rebecca Wilson and Billy Johnson combining there for a double, but it wasn't uh, Billy's superstar who was able to uh, to do that, as uh, Steve was highlighting earlier, uh, that we were hopeful that uh, Fab's Cowboy could uh, manage to break through, but the best he could manage in the 10.30 metre open was third behind Dare to Share for Pat Duff and Kelly Gates. Yeah, and look at that dare to share. He's also a nomination for the country stampede. It uh, won at Chan Ch it won the Chinchilla Chinchilla stampede at its last run. The dream ahead, four-year-old, and uh, Fab's cowboy beaten three point one lengths, and and that's the sort of absenteeism I saw too, Tony, as uh, the Billy Johnson runners not nominated for the uh, country. Uh, stampede or cup so um, you know that's Billy's been there from the word go with the uh, one of the original winners 
in these races. Uh, but dare to share, Pat Duff will be turning up and uh, Kelly Gates kicked it home with that strong win. But Fab's Cowboy, of course, another placing. He's still a yardstick for horses to get past uh, and uh, win their races. And uh, dare to share is in really good form. But um, as you said, Billy and Rebecca Wilson got doubles on the day. In fact, the girls rode the program yet again with... They started off Hannah Richardson kicking home City Chick for Malcolm Bailey uh, over Calico Country and Ivan S. And then uh, Billy Johnson at least got the winner with only Emma uh, with Rebecca Wilson. The helmet, there's another helmet winning in the money at its last three, defending, defeating Dancing Tales and Fox on the Rocks. Vizone at some big odds, uh, $21, uh, unplaced its last couple. This preparation for Christine Ruin and Shania Willis uh, defeated Scruff and Stuff. And Dulac Maxticana for Peter Blackwell. Uh, Dare to Share, we've mentioned, is the winner there. And, of course, Billy Johnson double with Rebecca Wilson came up with Froze. He's been a very consistent horse. And you were talking about um, Kobe O'Brien earlier. I think he might have had the original ownership of this and paid about $400 to get it. But Scotty Power and um, Nugget Turnbull in the ownership there. It has the Dashown Colours, the nine-year-old by Alert, in the money its last three. Now, here's one to follow, I think. Centaur... Won the Longreach Cup in the uh, nominations, of course, for the Country Cup's final. And it was a really nice run, really topped it off nicely. It uh, went to the lead about 600 out for Adam Spinks and only got beaten virtually on the line with my Satane into third place. So uh, Centaur really uh, looking good, I suppose, if you like, coming into that um, Country Cup's uh, final. But uh, they're two good winners, Dare to Share and Froze, out of that meeting at Gympie, Tony. And our last one to check is Pentland, where it was a bit of a day out for Bonnie Thompson and Sean Royce. As they run down inside the 600, and Bell of the Hunter is going along boldly, leads by the best of three lengths to the good of uh, in second, Pyromancer, as they make the turn around the corner, and uh, Bell of the Hunter will straighten up from Pyromancer, going out after him, in behind him, a race for the minor placings, they being by Bernadine, and down the outside is Freya's Falcon but it's all Bella the Hunter Bella the Hunter is inside the last 50 ridden hands and heels is going to win by about six lengths Bella the Hunter first second in would be uh, Pyromancer third Bla Bernadine then came Nanabax won by a big space Rob Bella the Hunter the official margin seven and a quarter lengths and that was uh, the middle pin of the uh, first three races that went to Bonnie and Sean uh, that started off with uh, Mitterano, then into Bella the Hunter, and uh, Tidal Force uh, was the, uh, the third of them there. Five races on the day. Unfortunately, they weren't able to have six because the, uh, the Pentland Cup, the last race, had to unfortunately be abandoned. Yeah, there was a situation. I think um, I mightn't have it 100% right, but Tanya Parry, I think, got injured um, either in the stabling area or in the enclosure and had ambulance attention. And then... Uh, there was also a patron that required ambulance attention. That led to the need for a second ambulance and it uh, was a, a gap of about 45 minutes an hour before they were able to continue with the racing. And then the ambulance uh, that was on course got called out to an emergency off track. So the uh, Pentland Cup unable to be run. But uh, the other races uh, going ahead, as you said, with that treble for Bonnie and Sean. And, and that Bell of the Hunter, uh, I can recall it first run for the stable was at Winton. It went out on the track. It had a bit of interest in it and it refused to go to the barriers. Uh, and yet here it is. It's now um, had uh, its first win in three for the stable. So Sean's done a great job getting the, uh, the win there, as she has with Meteorano, which has uh, had three wins, two placings, its last five. And also uh, Title Force placed three of its last four. Uh, and of course... 
Dan Ballard made an appearance there. I think it was his only ride for the day for, uh, for Jim Jackson with Will Beat It. Another one that's in great form. Three wins a second, its last five. Uh, that and Mediarano are two, two horses in the northwest travelling really well at the moment. And it defeated Sharpay Ruler in a million dreams. And uh, look what won race number five, Tony. The Palomino Thoroughbred Milky Rocket. John Mansman and Jade Doolan, the four-year-old Rocket of Gold in the money. It's three of its last four. Defeated Vista Oriental and a line of kings. So uh, Milky got up for the second win in his 33 starts. He's been a consistent stallion and uh, went well to get that win in the benchmark 50 handicap over the 1,600 metres for that galloper. That wraps up what happened on the weekend at the races. This week, following on from the tab meetings on Thursday at Cairns, Friday at Mackay and uh, Kilcoy and Toowoomba on Saturday. It's a quietish weekend, in fact. Only Bar called and Mount Heiser and Thangul scheduled for this coming Saturday. They're getting ready to allow all people to get down to um, the, uh, the following week to uh, Dooman, I suppose, Tony. But, uh, yeah, we get a little bit of a lull there, but we'll be back next week with Scotty Power, of course, uh, as we go through the form uh, and hopefully find a winner. And, um, and you'll see changes start to happen to the premierships that come out. You'll notice jockey changes at the moment. Robbie Fire in the Central West sharing the lead with Dan Ballard on 18 and Jason Hoopert been doing some wonderful photography and drone work of late. And Tanya Parry uh, out in front of Billy Johnson on 22 over 14 and Matt Crop sitting there with Wayne Baker on 12. So that's going to change as the months go by. But uh, look, just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au with any great stories, any tips that you've got for the Country Cups or Stampedes or things you think we might have missed in the form analysis. We'll be back next week, Tony, on Bushbeat uh, with Scotty Power and yourself to analyse that in much more detail. I look forward to it. Have a great week, Rob. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Congratulations to all who are qualified on their way through for the uh, Country Cups Challenge Qualifier Series and the Country Stampede Qualifier Series. And, yes, we're very much looking forward to the uh, finals coming up on Saturday week, uh, December 3rd, George Moore Stakes Day at Durban. And as Rob highlighted, next week on the show, we'll check in with, uh, with Scott and uh, be able to have a, a bit more of a detailed look once we get the acceptances out. Don't forget, for all of those who have nominated, acceptances closing tomorrow morning at uh, 10 o'clock, and we'll be back next Tuesday to dissect that a little more here on Bushbeat on Radio Tab.